All right. So, Pastor Beto, I got to be honest. Okay, I got to be honest. I don't want to admit this, but I'm getting older. Oh, Lord. Some of you youngins have no idea what I'm talking about. Sometimes waking up in the morning is just like, how did I, how did I do this yesterday? I'm hurting today. I'm struggling today. I, I, I want to say this because um, I know I look young, but I don't always feel it. And thank you. I'm still young. I, maybe compared to some of you, I am. But let's just, let's just be honest. Uh, I'm getting closer, uh, if you will, to where you are than where I was. And so the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, sometimes, and I don't, I, I guess I don't want to admit this, but sometimes I show up places and I used to be the young guy there. And now I'm the dude with, with the gray hair everywhere, right? Gray hair, not just in my beard, but coming out my ears and nose and it's gonna happen to you too come on don't don't sit there and act like you ain't dying something to make it look better than what it really is okay it will happen eventually all right but my point is just this we've anointed this year our goat year okay the goat year we're calling it the greatest of all time we we're believing god for that and and ultimately i just want to know are you ready to receive everything god has for you today let me, let me ask again. Are you ready to receive what God has prepared for your life today? Okay. The, reason I, I, the reason I know I'm getting older is because there are certain things that I miss. You know what I miss? I, I miss back in the day when I was growing up when everybody said amen. When everybody had a Bible. When, when everybody came to church on time. When everybody made sure to serve. I, 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 I get out. I'm, call, I'm aging myself right now. But I, I, I miss a time when I saw people love the Lord their God with all their hearts, all their mind, all their soul, all their strength. So can you do me a favor today? Can we just maybe go back just, a, I don't know, a few decades right now and, and, and just help me. Let's practices because this is the kind of church I believe God wants us to have us you can go somewhere else if you want to sit quiet but I believe God us wants to respond to his word so somebody try this right now somebody say amen somebody say God is good someone say all the time someone say God is great and greatly to be praised somebody say hallelujah somebody say thank you Jesus somebody say amen all right all right all right, all right. okay so so Thank you. You're helping me age myself right now. But, but if we can get through the service together if you would just respond to the word of God. Okay, so you're warmed up. You're ready to go. So if I say something you agree with, your spirit agrees with, then respond to the word. Okay? Don't talk to your neighbor. Talk to me, unless I ask you to. All right. Talk to me, okay? Y'all ready for this? Last week I was talking about leveling up. Uh, any since I'm an OG, any any other OG gamers in the house? OG gamers, I'm gonna take you all the way back to the days of Atari. OG gamers in the house, Sega and Sega Genesis. Any OG gamers in the house? Uh, my favorite because I I still remember the day that we got it, the Christmas day that we got the NES. Woo! The Nintendo Entertainment System. That bad boy was awesome because it had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Come on, somebody. Y'all remember? Y'all remember that stupid little dog that always, I, I wish I could shoot him every time I missed the, the duck. Y'all remember that? There was a game that we used to play back in the day called Contra. Anybody, any OG gamers play Contra, okay? You got those three lives, right? Those three lives. And that was it. And it was, here was the thing about OG games. 
They were fun, but they were so freaking frustrating. Okay, frustrating because they were so freaking hard to beat. I don't remember beating any game back in the 80s. And I tried, Pastor Beto. I just remember throwing the controller and saying things under my breath that if my dad heard me say, I'd be in big trouble. Come on. Uh, my dad was a pastor, just, just in case you're wondering why. And, and so I would, I, would, I would find myself playing these certain games, and, and I just couldn't beat them. And then something amazing happened in the mid-'80s. Maybe, maybe you know about this. In the 1980s, the, the video game creator Konami invented something that changed gaming forever. Cheat codes. Creator, give it to him. This is the Konami code. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. Anybody remember that bad boy? 100 games at least. You punch that code in and boom, my three lives turned into 30 lives all of a sudden. Woo, and now I can win. Here, here's what I guess I just want to tell you. Once I entered the cheat code, Pastor Beto, I could get to levels I couldn't get to before. Once I entered the cheat code, I, ultimately I could defeat enemies that I couldn't defeat before. Once I entered that cheat code, I could accomplish things I could not accomplish before. And I just came to church today to tell the church of Jesus Christ, just like Contra has a cheat code, you of Christians have got a code as well. And that code is called prayer. Prayer. I, I, I'm careful not to call it a cheat code. I've got this code called prayer. And there's something about prayer. Guess what? Prayer was invented by my creator so that when I enter in the code, I can get to levels I couldn't get to before. When I enter in the code, I can defeat enemies I could not defeat before. When I enter that code, I can accomplish and achieve things I never could accomplish before. What is the point I'm trying to make to you? It's Ephesians 6.18. If you have your Bibles, you're going to love this today. And pray. Paul says, in the spirit, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and request, with this in your mind, be alert and always keep praying for the Lord's people. Would you do me a quick favor? Would you just look at somebody near you right now, somebody who looks like they actually need a little bit of prayer, and just let them know, I've got the cheat code. I've, I've got the cheat code. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. This won't be on the screen. Just write this down. Prayer is both my invitation for God's intervention. Okay, so prayer is both my invitation for God's intervention and prayer is my acknowledgement of my own limitations. Prayer is my invitation for God's intervention and prayer is my acknowledgement of my own limitations. Let's be honest. There are just some things I can't accomplish on my own. There are some things that I am limited in. I want to thank God for everybody who serves in this ministry because I couldn't do it all. I have my limitations. But just because I have my limitations doesn't mean I'm limited. Come on, think about it. Just because I have limitations doesn't mean I'm limited. Why? Because I have access to the one who has no limits. I have access to the one who has no boundaries. I have access to the one that says about himself, nothing is impossible for God. That's, 
So I have my limitations, but that doesn't mean I'm limited in any way. I just want to ask you today, is there any moment in your life where you just look back and reflect on everything, how you've survived and, and how you've overcome and, and all of your successes and advancements? And, and I know some of you will take credit for that, those things and say, it's because of my hard work and it's because of my degree and it's because of my skills and, and my intelligence. But there's others of us in the room that when we look back on our success, we look back and say, if not for the Lord on my my side, where would I be? Someone who knows what I'm talking about, when you look back, you say, it wasn't me, God did it. Come on, come on. What? Who got me through school? God did it. Who's still putting food on my table? God did it. Who made a way when there seemed to be? No way. God did it. Who brought me through the fire? God did it. Who shut the mouth of the lion? God did it. Who's the one who resurrected me from my sin and my shame? God did it. Do I have anybody that can take a moment and say, I've got limitations, but where I'm limited, God did it. Can you put your hands together right now and declare? I am here today because God did it. I'm not going to sit here and act like God did it. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, I recognize God did it. The reason I want you to be excited today, the reason I want you, I declare that you need to keep a praise on your lips is because God did it. Anybody got a little bit of praise here just for a moment when you look back and say, yep, God God did it. This praise today is because God, God did it. 2023, we've been saying it's our goat year. Now, in order for that to, to be true, I can't just say it. In order for that to be true, I've actually got to learn to graduate from some old habits, some old thinking, some, some old lifestyles. I've got to, basically what I'm telling you, I've got to grow up. I can't, I can't, I can't ask God for greater and still try to be a, a child in certain areas. He's not going to listen, he's not going to give it to, you don't give the keys of your car to your four-year-old. I got behind the wheel one time when I was three and guess what I did? I drove it into my grandmother's garage door. You don't give something greater to someone who's not mature enough to handle it. So I'm trying to help some of you grow up so you can receive the greater God has for you this year. And, and one of the areas that I believe above all else that we cannot be immature and childish and juvenile is in our prayer life. I, I want to say like this, prayer can no longer be elementary. Prayer is an area where you have to have mastery. Okay? I know there are areas of, of our Christian walk where we can be immature and not adversely affect our, our, our daily lives. I get that. But prayer is not one of those areas. Life is too difficult and too laborious and too strenuous for us to have this infantile, underdeveloped prayer life. Some of you right now, you are dealing with too many people who are insecure and unhealthy emotionally to have a shallow prayer life. Please don't look at the person next to you right now. Some of you right now, you are dealing, you, what we're doing is we're dealing with a government that is just too unstable and an economy that is too unpredictable for us to have a shallow prayer life. We are raising our children in a society that is, that is godless and evil and confused. And it's too much so for us to have an undeveloped, shallow prayer life. 
But for those of us that want to believe like Paul said in Ephesians 6, 18, this right here, this is for people who are ready to go to a higher level. This right here is for people like Jacob who will wrestle with God all night long and won't let him go until you bless me. I want to say this for people today. Somebody declare this. I'm not leaving this year, 2023, until I have everything God has promised me I could have this year. If that's you, put your hands together and say amen. Amen. And Pastor Beto, that's why I know the enemy fights our prayer life so hard. Come on, some of you, you don't even realize how much of a handful you already are for Satan. Imagine who you will be for God and what you can do for God if you will finally get your prayer life right. So Paul says this to the believers. He says, firstly, pray in the spirit. Then secondly, he says, pray on all occasions. Then thirdly, he says, pray with all kinds of prayer. David, give me just a little bit more, sir. My voice is already starting to go. Y'all better pray for me right now. I'm only on page one of three pages. Help me, somebody. Number one, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Okay? Here's what this means. It means allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you. Sometimes that's me hollering in tongues. Glossolalia. Me praying in the spirit. I'm praying in tongues. Sure. Other times, though, that's the Holy Spirit prompting my heart to pray for something, to pray for someone. First Thessalonians 5.19 tells us what? It says, do not quench the Spirit. Every time the Holy Spirit lays someone on your heart to pray for it and you resist that prompting, guess what you're doing? You are quenching the Spirit. Resisting is quenching the Spirit of God. Listen to me, I don't care if you're in Target or if you're on your Peloton. When the Spirit of God prompts you to pray for somebody, keep walking and pray. 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 Then he says this. He says, pray on all occasions. If you're taking notes, write this down real quick. Prayer must be my first response, not my last resort. Prayer must be my first response, not my last resort. On all occasions. Does that mean, Rev, that I just, I just pray in bad situations? Does that just mean I pray in difficult situations? Does that just mean I pray for happy situations? No, it means to pray in every situation. Somebody, you, somebody, you're getting ready to apply for grad school. Pray first. Somebody, you've been seeking a promotion. Pray first. So I know somebody in this room, you're, you're, you're going to put an offer in on a house soon. Pray first. Oh, dude shows up and says, hey, girl, let me get your number before you give it to him. Pray first. It's not supposed to be my, my last resort. It is my first response. Pray in all occasions. But then Paul says something so wild, right? Something so crazy. He says, pray with all kinds of prayers. Wait a minute, Paul. Wait a minute. What? You mean to tell me there's more than one kind of prayer? Oh, I'm going to hate to admit this right now, Rev. But in the 80s, I used to be a Cubs fan. It is. I was a Cubs fan in the 80s. You know why? Because all we had was basic TV. All I got was Fox, CBS, NBC, ABC, and WGN. And all WGN showed was the Chicago Cubs. 
So I loved the Cubs, because that's all I knew. But can you imagine my shock and awe when we got cable and I was introduced to Frank Thomas and the boys on the south side known as the Chicago White Sox. All of a sudden, I realized there's more than one kind of baseball team. Let me give it to you like this. Maybe you don't relate. I only knew of plain M&Ms, but then one day, Mama brought home a yellow bag of peanut M&Ms, and I was blown away. There's more than one kind of M&M. Paul, what do you mean there's more than one kind of prayer? I pray you catch the same shock and awe. What? You got to kid me. The reason he said all kinds of prayer is because there's all kinds of problems. And all kinds of problems require all kinds of prayer. Prove it, Pastor. Absolutely. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthew 17. Matthew 17. The father of a demon-possessed boy brings his demon-possessed son to Jesus. Here's why he brings him to Jesus. Because look at verse 16 of Matthew chapter 17. Here's why. He says, I brought him to your disciples first, but they couldn't heal him. Wow. I asked your disciples first, but they couldn't do anything. So look at verse 18. So Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Aren't you glad I'm not reading verse 17? You wicked and perverse, godless, unbelieving generation. Woo! Our problems, listen to me, our problems don't all come from the same source. Okay? They don't. Sometimes life happens, Pastor Bethel. Sometimes Satan happens, Pastor Bethel. I have different problems, but they don't all come from the same source. So the source of the problem determines the strategy for the problem. What's the, what's the source? Because if I know the source, I can decide on this strategy. How do I deal with this problem? Look what happens here in verse 19. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? Okay. I got you. Jesus says, I got you. Because you have so little faith if you have a king james because you you are full of unbelief unbelief truly i tell you if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move check this out nothing will be impossible for you however here it is okay here it is this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. But by prayer, wait, wait a second. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Pastor, you, you, you told me that different kinds of problems require different kinds of prayer, and I asked you to prove it, okay? I'm proving it right here. Jesus showed the boys, yeah, you guys just prayed. You get, good, you prayed. But it wasn't the right kind of prayer because this problem requires prayer and fasting. I want to commend everyone who's been on our 21 days of prayer and fasting together. May God bless you with what you need, but I honor you. I'm proud of you. Come on, let's, let's just show love to those of us who are, who are seeking God and dropping the pounds. Come on, somebody. That's not the purpose. That's just kind of what happens. I was looking at justice that night, Pastor Beth. I was like, dude, how much weight have you lost, bro? Dang. 
my guy, he's fitting in my suits now. I was like, okay, look at you. Not that he was big in the first place, but it just, yeah. He eats more than I do. But, but in this season, this prayer and this fasting is preparing us for a different level of prayer. A different place of prayer. And I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but when Jesus said, this kind only goes out but by prayer and fasting, I'm just getting too old. I'm just an OG. I'm just getting too old to be praying the wrong kind of prayers. Can I get an amen? Yeah. So it's important that I know what kind of prayer to pray so that I know how to pray in different situations, different problems. So what I have for you today is I got, I got five cheat codes. I mean, five cheat codes, if you will, okay? Or for you more spiritually inclined, five different kinds of prayer. It's going to come straight from the Bible. And what I, what I'm, I'm giving these to you because I want you to graduate so that it can ensure your goat year. Okay? All right. Number one, here's the first prayer I want to talk about. The prayer of invocation. The prayer of invocation. Uh, Mama Irving, many different times, you know, the mayor has asked me to come and give the invocation. A lot of times, we associate invocation with praying for the ceremony. Praying at the beginning, but... But biblically speaking, here's what invocation is. Psalms 27, 8. Here's what invocation is. When you said, God, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. So invocation isn't a request for a present. Invocation is the request for his presence. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Invocation is is not you asking God to do something. Invocation is you saying to God, Lord, show up here. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., whether you're here or not, every Sunday at 10 a.m., I pull our team together, our staff together, and we sit here, and what do we do? We don't just pray. We pray the prayers of invocation. We pray, God, show up and show off. Show up, God. That is our prayer, our invocation. And, and why am I teaching you about the prayer of invocation? Because truthfully, truthfully, there are some situations that you are in right now. You don't need a gift. You need God. Yes, yes, when you go through a breakup, you don't need a, a Louis Vuitton purse. You need his presence. But I'll take the purse too, Pastor. When you are standing at the graveside of someone you love, that is, you will no longer have in this life, you don't need a gift. You need the presence of God in that moment. When, when, when you are going through, through hell on earth, you're not asking God for a gift. You're asking for his presence. When you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, you're not just praying, Lord, bless me. You're saying, Lord, be with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. Lead me through this. Literally, literally what you're saying is, is when you are in this down road, downward emotional, mental spiral, and, and you can't get yourself out of it, you're not praying for blessings. You're praying for his presence. Invocation. Invocation. Invo- Why? Why? Because historically, when a king shows up to a place, anything that is not a part of the kingdom automatically gets evicted. Let me say it like this. When we pray for the king of kings to show up, biblically speaking, 2 Corinthians 3.17, now the Lord is that spirit. And where? When he shows up, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So when the king of kings arrives on the scene, there are some things that 
doesn't automatically just have to leave. I want to tell you today, when God shows up, sadness has got to go because in his presence is fullness of joy. When God shows up, anxiety and fear have got to bounce. Why? Because his perfect love casts out fear. When God shows up, your heartbreak has got to end. Why? Because he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Somebody put your hands together today and declare this prayer of invocation is I need your presence, Lord. I need your presence. Second thing I want to tell you is this. The prayer of appreciation. The prayer of appreciation. I don't have this on the screen, but you know what Tim Timothy was told by Paul in the last days? That men will be ungrateful. Teenagers in the room, teenagers, look at me. Teenagers, anybody under the age of 20, look at me. Look at me right here. Right here. Do not fulfill this prophecy. Do not be ungrateful especially if you are still relying on mama and daddy to provide everything, be thankful for what, can I get an amen from a parent at least? Okay. Amen. The prayer of appreciation. I love how Paul says this in Philippians 4. We quote this all the time. He says, be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation by prayer and supplication, check this out now, with, 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 don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Look at verse 7. What's going to happen when I apply thanksgiving? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rev, maybe this is where we've missed it. Maybe the peace of God can't guard my heart and my mind because I haven't yet applied thanksgiving to my prayer. <laughs> oh, uh, appreciation is the prayer that we pray when we're impatient. Appreciation is the prayer that we pray when, when, when we are agitated because God hasn't answered my prayer yet. Appreciation is the prayer that I pray that reminds me of God's faithfulness in the past. And appreciation is the prayer I pray to build up my faith because ultimately I believe if he did it before, he can do it again. The prayer of appreciation. This is how I, I express my gratitude. You know what gratitude really is? Gratitude is just a seed for more. You know what I have to tell my children? Say thank you. I don't want to give them anything else. But Evangeline is the best about this. She's smart. She's learned. She overappreciates what I give her. And then guess what? I just want to give her I'm trying to get my other three to understand something their, their baby sister has caught a hold of. When you are overappreciative, I can't help myself. I'm like, you know what? Oh, you want a you candy bar? Go ahead and get some chips, too. Go, oh, go ahead, baby girl. How come Evangeline gets more? Because she is grateful. 
because she keeps she over she just over exaggerates her. I don't know what she's doing, but I'm okay with it because I love hearing her. I love hearing her gratitude. Gratitude is the seed for more. Gratitude is you both acknowledging God's work in the past and it's a request for God to do something more. It's an encore. God, do it. Anybody ever been to a concert before and that concert was so good that the crowd got up and started chanting encore, encore. Can I tell you, when you pray the prayer of appreciation, God just doesn't hear thank you. God hears more than thank you. Here's what God hears. God hears encore, Lord. God hears do it again, Lord. God hears put that thing on repeat, Father. God hears do it again and keep doing it because you're a good God. Encore. This is what it means to pray the prayer of appreciation. Appreciation. Do it again. This is why I'm so excited for, for your 2023. Because what my Bible tells me, my Bible tells me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I'm not just up here shouting about what God has done. I'm shouting over what God is getting ready to do. Come on, somebody believes that, say amen. What he's prepared to do. If we can, just for a moment, let's just, let's just, let's just get into a little prophetic praise. Okay. Praise is when I look back and I say, God, you've been so good. But prophetic praise is when I look forward and say, God... I'm ready for the greater things you've got for my life. Anybody got a prophetic praise in your spirit? Come on, just look forward and say, Lord, I thank you for every blessing that's to come. I thank you for every open door. I thank you for the promotion. I don't have it yet, but I will. God, I thank you for blessing that relationship, restoring what was taken. God, I thank you. I'm sick today, but tomorrow I'm walking in divine health. God, I might have lack today, but tomorrow I'm walking in prosperity. I might be broken and empty today, but tomorrow I'm going to be healed and Oh, somebody prophetically put your hand together and praise him for what he is yet to do. Amen and amen. It's a prayer of appreciation. Third thing I want to give you is this. It's a prayer of intercession. Prayer of intercession. And this is not what I mean. Karina, give him that, give him that graphic real quick. This is not what I mean. You told me I was in your prayers. <laughs> yep. The part where I said, deliver me from evil. I just love that meme. It's just awesome, right? All right, we can take it off the screen. Prayer of intercession. Because <laughs> I know y'all going to be looking at that, just laughing the rest of the, the point here. Prayer of, inter of intercession. Let me, let me illustrate this real quick. Uh, come here, Michael. Come here for a second. Pastor Bethel, can I borrow you for a quick second, man? Come here. <clears throat> Prayer of intercession looks like this, okay? I'm going to have Pastor Bethel be the man of God that he is. When I, when I talk to Pastor Bethel, I call him the man of God. Send over here, man of God. Send over here, man of God. Michael, Michael purposely wore red for me today so he could be the devil. Okay. All right. All right. Here's what the prayer of, of, of intercession looks like. Prayer of intercession is like this. The enemy is always trying to get at us. Go ahead, enemy. He's always trying, he's always trying to take something from us. He's always trying, always trying to harm us. Always trying to cause us pain and, and distraction. Okay. Pastor, just stand there and take it. You're a man of God. You can take it. You can handle it. You can take it. You can take it. Now, this, is, this right here, ladies and gentlemen, this is what is happening on a constant basis, whether you recognize it or not. There's something formed against your life that is trying to prosper. Here's what intercession does. Intercession says, when you can't do this, 
I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to stand in the gap. And this is what intercession literally is. I'm standing in the gap. And everything that's trying to come at you, you don't need, you're not the one praying. I'm the one praying. But I'm keeping back what the enemy is trying to bring against your life. Do I have anybody in 2023 that will testify, God, you're going to use me to stand in the gap for my family. Come on, somebody. I'm going to stand in the gap for my loved ones. I'm going to stand in the gap for my nation. I'm going to stand in the back gap for my community. I will stand in the gap for this church. I will stand in the gap because I know the enemy's going to keep coming. But devil, you didn't know I was praying for my brother and I'm able to keep you back because of this prayer of intercession. Come on, somebody who knows God has called me to this this year. Thank you, gentlemen. This, this is that prompting you feel when someone's name just pops in your head out of nowhere. Oh, well, I'm just going to send them good thoughts and good vibes. Shut up. Shut up. Care about your vibes? Your vibes hasn't healed nobody. Your vibes hasn't changed nobody's life. Your, vi your vibes are welcoming demons, not, not resisting them. Look at their vibes. Prayer. The prayer of intercession. Their name pops in my head. I, I think about them. I, I, I sense a burden for them. So I go to prayer for them. How, how many people in your life are just like Lazarus? I don't mean dead physically dead spiritually how many people in your life are just like Lazarus their faith is dead and dormant and they're laid up in a, in a grave somewhere you, you know what you need you know you we need people like Mary and Martha because Lazarus can't pray for his own resurrection but we need a Mary and a Martha that will show up and say since you can't do it right now I got you I'll pray for you. We need somebody like the father in Matthew 17 or, or that mama in Matthew 15. Their children were demon possessed and those children could not pray for their own deliverance. But, but mama and daddy showed up and they said, since you can't pray for your deliverance, I've got you. I'll, I'll pray this for you. How, how about this? Just simply, just, just simply this in, in, our, in our nation, as Americans and as Christians, we, we are trying to, to pray for something that we don't have. We are so divided now more than ever. We don't even know how to pray for unity. But guess what? Jesus shows up and says, I got you. John 17, 21. Father, I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the prayer of intercession. I believe for you today, God is raising up some Marys and Marthas that are going to believe God and stand in the gap on your behalf. Anybody who's praying for a resurrection, come on and say amen. Anybody who's praying for deliverance for someone else, come on and say amen. Anybody who's tired of this division in our nation, can you act like Jesus for a moment and God unify us? Make us one. Make us one. I believe God is about to raise up these Lazaruses, and I believe God is about to deliver your demon-possessed loved ones, and I believe God is going to produce unity in this generation. Why, 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 why? Because you stood in the gap. You interceded. The prayer of intercession. Back in the day, we used to have intercessory teams. People that were committed to just praying. Can I just say that's a lost art? And we need it now more than ever. I guess I, just, I should just put this out there. 
Anybody feeling a burden to become a, uh, an intercessory prayer warrior? Just feeling the need to intercede? Just throw up your hand. I'm feeling the burden to pray for others. Throw it up there. Throw it up there. Throw it up there. Throw it up there. Just leave it up there for a moment. I'm feeling it. I feel it. Keep the hand up there. Keep the hand up there. Now look around the room real fast. Look around the room. Look around the room. Keep your hand up there and look around the room. There's our, there's our intercessory prayer team right there. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You want to join me every Sunday at 10 o'clock? Come on. Come on and get in here and help me intercede and help me pray so that we can see demons terrified and Jesus glorified. Come on. Amen. Amen. Number four. Here's your fourth cheat code. The prayer of supplication. Some of you are really good at this and don't even know it. What the heck is supplication? Supplication is my plea. It's me begging. It, it, it's, it's, it's me requesting. That's what supplication means. And it's done so with humility. God, I know they need your help. But Lord, this one right here, this prayer is about me. This is my prayer of, of supplication. I remember the old song. I, I, I still find myself singing it sometimes. not even realizing it. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the needle of prayer. I love this next part. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me. Oh, sounds pretty selfish, but I'm standing in the needle of prayer. It's my prayer of supplication. God, I, I, I need, I, me, I need you. Remember the story in Luke 18, verse 35. It says, it says, Jesus approached Jericho. A blind beggar, Mark tells us his name was Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road, blind and begging. And when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening, and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And so he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Look at verse 39. But the crowd told him, be quiet. They yelled at him, be, shut up. Stop. But I love what happens. He only shouted louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus said this to him in verse 42. Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. When you look at this verse right here, I need you to know that, that my boy Bart, he could have held back. But, but instead, even if the, the crowd told him to shut up, he wouldn't hold back. Can I tell some of you right now, when you are trying to move forward in God, there's always going to be some folk trying to get you to shut up and trying to get you to shut down. But the truth is, listen to me, the truth is this. If Bartimaeus would have listened to public opinion, he would still be blind. Okay? So here's, here's our problem, church. Our problem is always this. If it doesn't work the first time, we give up and we quit. I prayed once. And it didn't work. I served once, and it didn't work. I tithed once, and it didn't work. Oh, that, well, that's your problem right there. You, you tried it once, and it didn't work the first time. Don't listen to the crowd. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. When they tell you to shut up and be quiet, it's not working. You look at them and say, this is none of your dang business. This is between me and the Lord. This is my prayer of supplication. I'm not listening to my haters. I'm getting a hold of Jesus. Somebody here today that's got a prayer of supplication in your spirit, don't hold back. Keep crying out. Keep praying out. Keep shouting out. He can hear you. I want to break the spirit of withholding that's on this generation. 
You try it once and it doesn't work. You're withholding that next level. And the reason I know you're withholding is because Bartimaeus here in Scripture says he shouted even louder. So the first time he yelled something back, but he ultimately made up his mind, I'm going to cry out because Jesus is here. So I'm going to make my supplication known. The prayer of supplication. Four prayers I've given you so far. And most of these are pretty elementary. But you need to learn to master them. Your prayer of invocation, inviting God's presence. Your prayer today of appreciation. That's just applying a thanks, a thank you, a thanksgiving to everything God has done and is going to do. Your prayer of intercession. We are standing the gap for someone else, something else. Your prayer of supplication. Praying for yourself, your needs. This last one is not elementary level. This last one is mastery level. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? Because some of you have seen me operate on this level of prayer. I don't do it all the time. But it is necessary in certain situations. It's a different kind of prayer. Here's what I call it. This is my last one for you. Here's your last cheat code. The prayer of authority. Mm. Mastery level. Mastery level. Yeah, mastery level. After Jesus defeated death and rose three days later from the grave, he spent 40 days proving to his disciples he was alive. But here's what he said before he went back to the Father in Matthew 28, verse 18. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth. In heaven where God is and on earth where Satan is. All authority has been given to me. Here's what the prayer of authority looks like in John chapter 11. Here's what it looks like, verse 41. Lazarus is dead. Jesus shows up four days later. The guy is, Mary, Martha say, by now he stinketh. I love that verse. Okay, he's been dead for four days. He's already decaying. But then look at verse 41. Look what happens in 41. So they take away the stone like Jesus told them to. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of those people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Verse 43. Okay, so he prays to the Father first. The invocation, right? The appreciation. There it is. The intercession he's getting ready to do for Lazarus. The supplication. Thank you that you hear me. But now here comes the authority. Check this part out. And Jesus, after he said this, he called out with a loud voice. Lazarus, come out. Come forth. Come forth. Now, here's what I see, and I need you to get this. Jesus did not ask God to raise Lazarus. Jesus told Lazarus. This prayer of authority is unlike any other kind of prayer. Because in any other kind of prayer, you talk to God about things. But this prayer of authority, this is mastery level, y'all. On this level, this is where you talk to things about God. 
Somebody better get this in your spirits. What God is calling us to is not just intercession. Intercession is God. Would you heal the lame man laying at the gate called beautiful in Acts 3? The prayer of authority is praying this. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Mark 16, 15, Jesus said this, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. This is mastery level, y'all. This uh, a prayer of authority is in the name of Jesus. Fever be broken. In the name of Jesus, organs function the way you were designed in the name of Jesus violence and racism and hatred and murder stop in the name of this is authority in the name of Jesus live again this is a whole nother level of prayer I'm not even talking to God anymore I'm talking to the problem about my great God Somebody take a moment right now and speak over yourself. I'm graduating to another level. I'm graduating to another. I'm going to master this thing called authority. Because everything Jesus received, he gave to us. The verse we started this whole sermon series off with, all the way back in, in John 14, had to deal with the fact that Jesus said, these things I've done, you will do. And you'll do even greater things because I'm going back to the Father. And I'm going back to the Father so that you can have my spirits. I'm graduating to another level of authority. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can have faith the size of a mustard seed, Jesus said, I don't have to ask God to move the mountain. I don't pray about the mountain. When I graduate to the prayer of authority, I speak to the mountain. And then I tell it where to go. Get out of my way. Be thou removed. I don't know who this is for right now, but I just want to speak this, speak this over you. This is your year to finally start operating in his authority. I didn't call it your authority. I called it his authority. That's why I attach his name to it. Come on, you know how this works if you've got children. You're, you're, you, you tell one child, hey, go tell so-and-so to, to, to do something, and, and they go and they say, hey, let's go do the dishes. I'm not doing nothing. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm, no, forget that. So then they come back, they, daddy, they, they, they're not going to help me. You go back and tell them, daddy said. <laughs> Guess what? Daddy, daddy, ladies and gentlemen, I'm praying that you will operate in his authority this year. Come on, those who are ready to operate in the next level, put your hands together and let the enemy know you're not going to keep me bound to 2022. Come on, someone stand your feet and declare that this is my year where I'm going to start name dropping the name above all names in the name of Jesus. Come on, get up on your feet and put your hands together and declare this is my year where I use my cheat codes to graduate. I'm tired of seeing it's just a, a, attack the problem with the wrong kind of prayer. You're sitting there pleading and supplicating. It's a demon. Tell it in the name of Jesus. It's time to go. 
Don't, don't pray in tongues. No, the demon don't understand your tongue. Tell it in the name of Yeshua. And then if you speak Spanish, in el nombre de Jesus, tell it to go. This is how it works in the kingdom. Oh, I'm so excited about next month's series, Pastor Beth. We're going to have a good time. In the kingdom. Can I give you a quick preview? Next month's series is just simply this. Quit being king dumb. You're so crazy, bastard. Dang straight. Because I'm ready for you to have your goat year. And I can't have you living your greatest year if you're still king dumb. Amen to that. Here's what I want to pray right now. Because I only got a few more moments. I want to pray this right now with you. I want to pray that you will begin to graduate in your prayer life. Truthfully, this, this is what I've learned about people who are actually prayer warriors. They know how to fight on their knees in prayer. But they're not suspicious. Somebody hear me right now. They are not judgmental. They, they don't look down their nose at anybody. Come on, prayer warriors in 2023. If God reveals something to you, it's not so that you have the up and inside information on me. It's so that you can get on your knees and intervene for me so that I can find my victory. To everyone in this room who's just tired of living and praying, seeing and treating people on the same level you've always had, it's an elementary level. It's all about, all about me and how I'm being treated and, 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 and what I'm not getting and how I'm not being recognized. Can we begin to graduate to that place where, Lord, you need an invocation? Come, Lord Jesus. You need appreciation? Ooh, I, I love you. You are awesome. You are wonderful. Thank you for everything you've done. You need an intercessor? Here it is. I'll stand in the gap. You, you need more than just my supplication. Because we all know how to do that. Come on, we all know how to pray that prayer. You need me to graduate to the, the mastery level. Now let's pray this over ourselves. Lay your hands on yourself right now and declare this. Lord, give me the wisdom to graduate to a greater level of prayer. This year, I will be the prayer warrior this generation needs me to be. I will pray the prayers of invocation. I will pray the prayers of appreciation. I will pray the prayers of intercession. I will pray the prayers of supplication. But I will pray the prayer of authority to tell all the power of the enemy to tell every sickness and disease, to tell violence and racism in the name of Jesus. You've got to go. You've got to go in Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, those of us who are going to a higher level, can we just throw up our hands to the Lord right now? Say, here I am, Father. Here I am. Here I am. I'm going to another place. I'm going to another. Here I am. You can identify me by my prayer life, Lord. I'm not at the elementary level any longer. Just pray for my needs. I'm graduating to that level where I can pray with authority in Jesus' name.
Let's try this right now. Let's try this right now. We're not going to ask God for anything. We're going to take the authority Jesus has given us and we're going to speak to the mountain in our way. Somebody right now begin to pray against that demon in hell that's come against your family. Someone pray right now for your children. Declare in Jesus' name, my children will serve the Lord. In Jesus' name, my family will be healthy. In Jesus' name, we will walk in victory and in blessing. In Jesus' name, this year I'm not going to be the borrower. I'm going to be the lender. In Jesus' name, I am going to be blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, I'm going to cast out demons. In Jesus' name, I'm going to bring down strongholds. In Jesus' name, every plan of the enemy is going to fail. In Jesus' name, I will see blind eyes open. In Jesus' name, I will see lame legs walk again. In Jesus' name, I will see an end to sickness and disease. In Jesus' name, cancer is coming out. In Jesus' name, HIV is going to be cured. In Jesus' name, every addiction is going to be broken. In Jesus' name, God's people are going to be healthy and whole, restored and living righteously. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This is mastery level prayer. And if you begin to pray this way, in certain situations, you will begin to find and discover. Woo. I didn't even have to ask God about this thing. I told this thing about my great God. And it had to listen. That mountain had to, had to move. Before I close this service, there's also this simple little prayer called the sinner's prayer. And you just need to really pray it once. But I recognize some of you have, a, have some habits in your life. So it's okay to come back and, and pray the prayer of forgiveness. All over this room, if you are far from God or if you don't even know Jesus yet as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me right now. Can we do that? Everyone all this room, just repeat it to me. Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and giving your life on a cross, paying the price for my sins. Thank you for your love. I ask you now to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Savior. And now be my Lord. Help me to walk with you and follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did anybody pray that prayer maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time? Anybody pray that today? I just, I prayed that today. Amen. Thank God. Thank, amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Woo, come on, somebody. Let's rejoice. The work is done. The work is done. The first part of this service, we prayed the prayer of intercession for our nation. I want you to help me pray right now the prayer of intercession for revival for our lands. Can you right now? Just give me 30 more seconds with our hands raised. Help me pray. Just someone pray down revival on this land. Revival is where God is moving in such a powerful way that sinners are finding Jesus Christ. Where, where people who are broken are being healed and made whole. Where people aren't staying home on a Sunday making excuses because of the weather. They're running to church 
and waiting for the doors to open. Revival. It's happened in different eras of our nation's history. Come on, somebody pray. Just intercede. Just 10 more seconds. We're praying for revival in our land again. Revive. Revive us again, Lord. 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 Revive us again. Revive this nation again. Bring revival to the churches. Bring revival to the pastors. Bring revival to the deacons. Bring revival to the bishops. Bring revival to every denomination. Bring revival to, across this nation. Bring revival to this land. In Jesus' mighty name. Ooh. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. My God. I know I got I to gotta, I gotta go. I know. I got I to gotta get this done. But in Jesus' name, I speak Hold on, bring away love for me. I speak to those demonic distractions in your life that have caught, that have caused you to justify your behavior. It's caused you to justify your, your lack of serving, your lack of giving, your lack of loving. Your, it's caused you to justify not becoming more like Jesus, but still staying like you are. I rebuke these demonic de deceiving lies of Satan that have kept you stuck and you really think a different location is going to pull you out in the name of Jesus here's what I'm declaring I'm, I'm declaring that this thing that has got you captivated no matter where you go it's going to keep you I pray that it is broken today I pray that I pray it literally loses its grip that it's had on your mind, on your desires, on your passion, on your love, on, on your giving. I pray that today is the day it begins to break. And I don't pray this in my authority. I pray this in the authority that I have in Jesus' name. There's a transformation coming to your life, child. You've been acting like you long enough. You're going to graduate to start acting like Jesus and operating in his authority. This is mastery level prayer. I'm praying for you right now. Be free, child. Be free. Be free, son of God. Be free, daughter of the Most High. Be free today. Be free. Live in freedom. And now I pray that a passion from heaven will begin to fill your life. Somebody help me pray for zeal right now. Come on, just pray for zeal. I'm tired of looking at God's people bored in his house. I'm tired of, of seeing them resist when it comes to raising their hands and shouting and dancing and prayer. You're, you're not fighting me. You're fighting the word. You're, you're, you're fighting obedience. My God, would you make it about you and me? What is wrong with you? It's not about you and me. This is about you and him. That's why I'm praying the zeal of his house, his presence, the zeal of his word will consume you just like it did Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.